Welcome to the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about what it means to embrace our unique and creative selves, how we can do it, how I've learned that by embracing our creative selves and our own uniqueness, we can empower all of us. As part of this, I share how my path of embracing my unique and creative self has changed over the years, how it worked when I first started doing it, what it looks like today, and how I'm learning to do it more and more every day in the midst of the ups and downs of daily life and all that's going on in the world. And in this podcast, I share how by embracing and empowering my unique and creative self, my work, my art, and ultimately my life has changed for the better. And yours can too. So join me as we go on this journey of embracing and empowering our unique and creative selves together. Welcome back to the Creating from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about anger and how anger can help us on our path of self-empowerment, what I've learned about that, what I've experienced and come to understand. So let's dive in. Oh, this is such a big topic. Um, So much to share related to it. I think I think one of the things is that I wanted to start off with is that anger is an emotion and what I've come to understand is that it is an emotion that can be incredibly self-empowering the way that I have learned that it can help me empower myself is by understanding that it is a message from me to me that it really (laughs) So many times we think that our anger is related to what somebody else is doing or not doing or saying. And um, it's often because, or almost always because, uh, what that is doing is it is creating an emotion within us that we feel that we call anger. What someone else's actions or words or absence of action or words or or whatever is doing, we don't like it and we feel anger. And 
One of the things that I've really come to understand about anger is that it is a very powerful tool in our self-empowerment toolkit. When we understand that it is a tool and it is a message and that sweeping it under the rug does not allow us to use it as a message or a tool, nor does squirting it out or exploding it out at someone else, um, innocent bystanders or the people that we think are doing the thing that is making us so angry. What I have come to understand about anger and my own self-empowerment and embracing my creative and unique self is that every time that I feel anger, it is about something that I am kind of allowing or accepting within myself that I don't like, and yet I'm doing it. And no matter how much in the moment it feels like it's what that other person's doing, that is what I'm reacting to, um, because that's the way it feels. Like, this person did this, this person cut me off, this person said these words, this person did this, that, and the other. Um, and that's the way it feels in the moment, all the time. It always feels like it's them, they did this thing, and, you know, we have this emotion about it or, um, you know, an animal or, you know, the weather or situation or circumstances. But really what I have found over and over and over again that is causing the emotion is that it is telling me something about myself that I have been wanting my own self to know and my own self to address, often something that I haven't addressed, something that I've not been dealing with, um, I've not bucked up to, if you will. And anger can often be kind of like a it's like a surge of emotion to kind of get my attention. It's like a surge of this feeling that's like, ah, no more. And the no more we think is about the other person or the situation or whatever, you know, no more cutting me off, no more my kid doing this, no more, you know, this happening or that happening or whatever. But really what we are saying, what I have learned is that we're saying no more of what our response is to that situation. Because there's something about our response to the situation that is not empowering us. It is not, it is not us it is not our true selves, it is not serving us, and we know it, and we feel it, and then the person doing this supposed act, or the situation creating this, you know, 
feeling or the animal doing this or, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's just the trigger. It's the messenger. But the message is to us and for us. And the question is, what is the message? What is that message? Well, in my family, there were pretty unhealthy ways of, of uh, in, in the family that I grew up in, very unhealthy ways of um, dealing with anger, basically. Um, either what I watched my mom do with her anger is she wouldn't feel it. She didn't acknowledge it. She wouldn't let herself recognize when she was angry. She would just keep taking on and taking on and doing and doing whatever it was. And she wouldn't let herself feel angry. And what did that do? It just made it kind of increase like a pot going to boil until it boiled over. And that's what often happened. My mom would kind of be like, she would take something and take something and take something. You would have no idea what her emotions were. And then suddenly it was like, explosion. Um, Not explosion like anything physically violent or anything like that. But, you know, snapping or um, yelling or uh, just being, you know, expressing her anger and oftentimes it was suddenly about things that had been accepted previously so like it was kind of confusing to be like well why is this not okay now and this is something that I've I've struggled with and this is something that I've had to learn a lot about and am still learning um, because we tend to grow up with whatever beliefs and and ways that we've been taught. That's what we're around. What I have come to understand about anger is that, like I said, it's a message to me and for me. Sweeping it under the rug does not ever serve me. And often when I get angry, it's because whatever this thing is that is the message of something that I don't like or don't want or don't want to face or don't want to experience, I, in most cases, the reason why I'm angry now is because I have swept it under the rug. I have kind of like had feelings come up around that situation that I didn't acknowledge within myself. And, but some part of me knows it. And then when it happens again, I then feel the anger. And what I have found that's really helpful in 
utilizing anger as this tool or as this messenger um, to me, by me, is to let it be an opportunity to ask myself questions. And also to give myself permission to express my anger in productive ways. So um, one of the things that I found is that anger produces really, really cool paintings. <laughs> um, a lot of my strong emotions do when I have like a strong emotion. I remember when I, when I painted one day, I was really angry. I think it was in, I don't know when it was. It was a number of months ago when I had just started um, working on smaller, smaller size acrylic work. And um, I had had an incident with my horse and he he can be um he can be a bit of a dom a dominant personality at times and i've had to kind of learn some things about myself and empower myself related to my relationship with him but there was one day, I forget what he did. It was something. And I was just, I was really frustrated. And I came in and I, I, I painted a painting, um, all red, that was a response to the emotions I was feeling about my, my horse and what he did or didn't do, which, you know, I can't even remember what it was, um, but it was something. And that painting, it just flowed from me. It like flowed, like just, there was no hesitation. There was no checking, you know, what, where to go next and thinking about it. It was just like, oh, strokes, like, like, you know, brush strokes and palette knife strokes and use of color and very clear. I was just kind of letting my feelings guide me. And out came this very, very strong piece that actually, um, I wasn't sure what to make of it at the end. Um, I showed it to my husband and he was like, wow. Uh, he, he loved it. And it's still one of his favorite paintings of mine. And it's all, I think it's all red. I think, um, I don't even think I used any other color in it at all. It's just red, but it's with the way that I worked with texture and the strokes, it has different um, um, values in it of, of red or um, different, um, the light, you know, there's, there's uh, it's not just a complete solid field of the same shade of red it looks like it's different shades of red even though it was I think pretty much all the same color I can't remember it was a while ago but it's one of his favorite paintings and it, it 
And this is something that I've seen over and over and over again, that when I have really strong emotion about something and I paint, it really comes through in the painting. Now, he didn't look at that painting and go, he's angry. Um, he, like it didn't make him feel angry. As a matter of fact, he saw the beauty in it. He, he feels like it's just beautiful. And I found this to be the case, which is really interesting for art to think that here I was, I was angry. Um, and I think I did some questioning, uh, to, to understand about myself, what was going on. But I also had these really strong emotions. And so I just started painting. And um, it's so amazing to think that the outcome of that was this painting that speaks to someone else as something beautiful. Isn't that interesting? But this is what I have found is that it's like the energy as I was allowing it to be within myself allowed it to morph into something else, something beautiful into this painting. And it really... kind of helped me understand a little bit more about anger and my anger and how to use it as a tool. Um, the other thing I, I wanted to share about anger is, and I talked about this, is that I find it really helpful to look at what is it that I am telling myself in relationship to this situation. So um, let me give an example. This morning, uh, my kids had tutoring for a subject. It's math, uh, which is not something I can teach them. Um, plus my days of teaching my kids directly is, is over. Um, it was challenging when they were younger and I find that it just, it's not a good relationship for us to have. It's better for somebody else to be teaching them their subjects and for me to kind of be overseeing it. But um, my kids had math tutoring and my one son, I had kind of really made sure that he had I was asking him, you know, make sure that you have everything that you need for your session. It's about to start. And he did this whole thing. Um, this whole thing, which is, you know, like, mom, mom, I got this. I got this. Don't, you know, whatever. Um, and, and, and the thing is that this is something that, um, It's happened a lot where my kids are like, you're, you're, you're micromanaging me is kind of the message. Like you're doing too much. You're, you know, I've got this, I'm going to be there. I'm going to make it on time. I've got all my stuff, you know, and, and whatever. And I can't tell you how many times I've, I've 
checked in with them to make sure they have stuff. And then I later find out they don't have the stuff ready that they say that they had ready. And they, you know, but they didn't want me to talk to them about it. And I kind of, I've had this habit of taking on taking on responsibility for what it is they haven't done because I feel like you know it's my job to make sure they get their um, schoolwork done and their tutoring done and whatever but what happened this morning is that my son didn't have something ready for his tutoring that he claimed he had ready And so then I get a text from the tutor saying, you know, he doesn't have this dry erase marker. Um, And I was just like, I could just could just scream because he told me he had everything. We went over everything and he didn't. And, And this I could... I could be talking about a bunch of other subjects um, because this happens over and over and over again. And so I had a, um, I had kind of like a sinus headache this morning. I was struggling. Um, and this was not a morning for me to be able to handle this at all. Um, the tutoring session is only so long and for him to not have the, the tool that he needed meant that there was a lot of wasted time and I was really frustrated and I got really angry and my anger, what I ended up doing is I ended up, you know, instituting some, some things that I haven't instituted, like, um, some things like making him more accountable to cleaning up his room and following through on certain rules that I had instituted that I, I had gotten lax on, like that, that my kids put away their school stuff in the appropriate place as soon as it's done, because otherwise it falls down on the ground and gets knocked under certain things and then they can't find it and then it's kind of like my responsibility well this this is the thing for me this morning what my anger was showing me is that I was taking on responsibility that wasn't mine and the reason is because I kind of felt like well I need my kids to, you know, they need to be doing their schoolwork and they need to be doing these things. But what I wasn't doing is I wasn't allowing myself to let them take or make them take responsibility for their part. And this is something that I've had to happen a lot in my life that I've had to really work on and I continue to work on um, is, is I find that at least with me, my anger often is around um, responsibility. Is the other person not taking on responsibility? Um, do I feel like I need to take on responsibility for what that person's doing? Um, really the bottom line is in a way, yeah, it has to do with my kid doing something and I want him, you know, to, to have a different action, but really 
it's kind of not even related to him. It's really about me. It's about me having feelings for a while. Like I take on too much responsibility for other people's actions. And the anger that came up for me this morning was that I had done it again. I was doing it again. I had asked him to do something and he didn't do what he said and I have let it slip and then I have been the one that kind of like owns trying to figure everything out instead of allowing him to experience the consequences of what he has done and me to not take on responsibility. So really the anger is getting a little complicated, but the anger really, you know, is it related to my son and his homeschooling? Yeah, but it's just, it's just an example of the message. The message is really for me, my anger was really telling me about allowing myself to feel my feelings and allowing myself to become aware of, am I taking responsibility for something that is somebody else's responsibility? Because the more that I take on something that is somebody else's responsibility, the more bad it feels. And often when I feel like I can't change what that person's doing or they won't change, I feel like I have to take on more. I have to do more. I have to do more. I'm the one that has to do it. And that is, that is the issue. It's not my responsibility to do that. And I've been calling myself to not do that. So the anger for me this morning was telling me, that's it, no more. No more taking on responsibility that isn't mine. And so this is something that I find is so key related to self-empowerment because as I talked about in episode two, you know, a lot of times we can have a situation come up where we start to realize, wait a minute, is this really what we want in our lives? You know, maybe we're doing something, we've been in a job and it's what we, we, we liked it at first and then slowly it started changing and changing and changing and we don't like it, but we, we haven't really wanted to like look for a new job and we haven't wanted to face what it is we don't like about the job or, or talk to our boss about it or talk to our coworkers about it and we sweep it under the rug or whatever it is and, 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 And then we kind of are just feeling frustrated about it. And and, and then one day we kind of like, oh my gosh, is this really the way I want to be living? And often our own inner selves have been trying to communicate to us some message about how this is feeling to us. Are we feeling good and empowered about this situation? And if we're not, and if we've been kind of getting these messages over and over again, but we've not been listening to them 
and not listening to what it is they're telling us to become aware of to change our response to change our response. If we don't do that, then we can continue to have um, more situations in which we get more angry and we feel more disempowered. And what I find is that the more that I allow myself to see anger as a tool and as a messenger, with a message and my job is to look at what is the message and just kind of like treat whatever it was that was the situation or the people or the thing or whatever that triggered my anger just kind of like treat them as like almost like side actors in a play like they did their job they alerted me to this now off with them because it's really not about them it's about me and me and the question is what is me telling myself about something related to my own sense of self and my own empowerment when I start to look at it that way I find that there's clarity that comes because my own self has been trying to communicate with me and when that clarity comes it's like often whatever that all that tension was all that anger which to me can often be like pain in my lower back or tenseness or tightness it's like it just suddenly releases or slowly releases and this is to me related to self-empowerment because did anybody power me in that situation no nobody gave me power I empowered myself through my own willingness to become aware of what I was feeling to become aware and allow myself to treat this feeling of anger as a messenger with a message And when I allow it to be a messenger with a message and then I look at what the message is and allow myself to become aware of it and then I also can allow myself to express it in effective ways like through painting or maybe it's um, going on a walk Um, I think intuitively I did this in my younger days Um, I would put on like really loud music and I would dance around the house when no one was around and I would just like dance like crazy Um, that was another way that I did it Um, that the energy It's like a compression of this energy that then when you give it an outlet by listening to it and acknowledging it and becoming aware of what it is and then allowing it to be expressed, 
I find that I, I feel a great sense of self-empowerment. And then I feel an attunement back with myself. When I do this also, that I'm in a much better position too if um, if I need to talk to somebody else about certain boundaries I've set or certain changes that I'm making. So say, for example, with my son having a conversation about um, taking responsibility for having his things and cleaning up his room. And, and, and I can do that in a way that is is more um, conductive, more um, conductive. Is that the word? I don't know. Uh, it's more uh, conducive, I guess, conducive to, <laughs> that's the word. Um, <laughs> I need another cup of caffeine this morning. Um, as I said, my head was throbbing when, of course, this happened. So um, yeah, there's that. Uh, you get it real and raw here on this podcast. I'm, I'm I don't need to pretend to be something that I'm not. Um, anyway, uh, it, it's more conducive then to the situation. And um, actually this morning with my son, after I was able to kind of tune into myself and look at the, the message, the messenger of anger and the message that I was being given, um, it's like, I felt myself just kind of, you know, become aware and and felt myself kind of sink more into myself. That's this feeling of self-empowerment. And then I was actually able to um, have a conversation with my son about things, you know, like, um, is it is it fair that he said he had all his things ready and he didn't and, you know, to talk about different strategies that he can use for his end of the bargain, right? Um, and and so this is really what I've found about anger. But, you know, on the creative side, it's just, it's so interesting to me how this emotion, this emotion that is... Um, I always think of anger almost like a, as a volcano because it's it's kind of like the the liquid. Um, I always picture like a, a mountain full of like liquid, and um, the liquid just starts boiling and boiling, and then it it just kind of like blows out, right? So like the liquid is getting hotter and hotter, um, and so there's this energy that is kind of like increasing in in intensity and intensity and intensity um but i i find it amazing and so interesting that when i paint with a strong emotion like anger or or anything other other emotions too there's some of my best work it's like and, and that's because I've learned to paint. Um, it's taken a long time to get here, but I've learned to paint uh, and give myself permission to just express and not try to make it into something, you know, not try to make it look a certain way or be a certain way, but just, you know, like I want to do a big 
slash across the canvas, do a big slash across the canvas. You know, I want to throw in a different color that breaks all the rules. That's not what I originally was going to do. I do it, right? Like it's a lot of that kind of stuff. But what I end up finding is that when I'm done, it's this amazing piece that often is so much more powerful than the pieces when I'm just like, oh, you know, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I should paint today and oh, I'll do something in this one color and then I'm kind of painting and I'm like, oh, what should I do? And oh, do I want it like this or do I want it like that? And oh, do I want to do a mountain or am I doing an abstract? And I'm kind of like waffling here and I'm waffling there and I'm waffling. And those pieces, um, they take a lot more time for me to actually create something that feels, you know, like really good to me. Um, and sometimes I just like completely change them, uh, after getting started. But when I have a strong emotion, usually, and I, I give myself permission to express it on the canvas, usually those pieces, they just, they just come together. Like, like that red painting I did, it was so quick and so perfect. It was like every stroke was just this like amazing perfect expression it was like it had like a like a revved up Lamborghini underneath it to make it perfect with each each element each action each stroke and and brush stroke and palette knife stroke that I took and I find that so interesting from the creative process and the creative standpoint and I'm looking forward to understanding, you know, more about that and, and, and how that relates to our creativity. But I know for sure that, and this relates to episode two, that really in my life, that when I have had these moments, like I talked about in episode two, where I'm like, is this really like, working for me in my life? Is this really the way I want to live? Like I talked about the roller coaster, like, do I really want to, you know, 12 or 13 year old kid, like, do I really want to be standing on the sidelines watching all my kids, all my friends, the other kids, like ride this roller coaster and just stand here and feel like, you know, like crap basically? Or do I want to just bite the freaking bullet and like, just make a change? take a risk. Um, say, I don't care. I'm just going to do it. And, um, and that actually, when I did that, that was related to being angry. Um, it was hard for me to, it was hard for me to feel the anger in that way. I felt more just like scared and fed up, but really it was my anger at having kind of excluded myself from my friends that made me just say no more, no more. And I have found that over and over and over again, my, if I look at the points in my life where my life has changed kind of like in directions that have been more to what my heart truly wants and what my soul truly wants, often it's come from experiences like this where I've been, I've 
felt a really strong sense of what the heck is going on and is this really what I want and begin questioning and or having moments of anger and being like, I don't want this anymore and I can't take this anymore. And that it gives me this energy, this like energy of empowerment that allows me to make a change that maybe otherwise I was too afraid to do or or sometimes I just wasn't even aware that I had feelings about and until my anger came up. And so it's really been beneficial. Now, part of me feels like I have this thing like, oh, Michelle, you should give this caveat, though, that like, you know, this doesn't mean embracing your anger and going off and doing something crazy like shooting someone or something like that, Um, which is true, you know, or like attacking whoever the, the, um, like the, the bringer of the anger is, right? Um because often we are triggered by, you know, another person or situation or circumstance. And then we can kind of like attack that. We can like direct our anger out at that. But I think I've said enough that when we begin to allow ourselves to see that anger, our anger, it's our anger, right? We may think, oh, we're angry because this other person did this. But really, if we start owning, it's our anger. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean we're, we're at fault? We're wrong? We're, you know, we're, we're to blame for circumstances? No. But it means there's something we are trying to tell ourselves. There is a messenger, which is the anger, and a message, And so the question becomes, what is the message? And when you start looking at what is the message and you start looking at whatever triggered you as just being um, a circumstance that brought it to your awareness and you can, you can kind of like deal with that later. But the important thing is to look at what is the message to you, by you, for you, that is what is helpful. And I find that the more that I do this, actually, um, the more that I'm not, you know, losing my cool and losing my anger uh, off on, on, on the other people, because I'm, I've been learning how to look at my anger as a messenger and then what is the message which empowers me and that means that then I'm able to make whatever choices or actions or take whatever steps um, that mean that that same circumstance with somebody else or another situation if it happens again it doesn't it doesn't affect me in the same way because I've changed and like I said this is a pretty powerful emotion for our creative 
selves as well for our creative expression. As my red painting illustrates. And I've had this happen a number of times too. Anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Understanding anger related to our self-empowerment and really beginning to think of our anger as a messenger with a message. And the question is, what is it telling us for us to know? So I will end on that note. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode or resonated with what I talked about or you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe to not miss any upcoming episodes. You can also share this information with anyone who also might resonate or benefit from this material. To learn more about my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O.com.